And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First part one. We've got a two-parter today. Whoa. One thing that twists many believers' minds is the time that Jesus and Satan went in at the wilderness. They were together there. Jesus rebuffed him continually using the Word of God. He quoted Deuteronomy, which shows how powerful the Old and New Testaments are. But in this exchange, there was something that the enemy said that should have caught most of our attention. The enemy made clear that the world's kingdoms, the authorities, and the glory had been delivered to the enemy. Jesus did not dispute this. And at the resurrection, it wouldn't last, but at that moment, Satan had this. How did that happen? What do you mean Satan had authority? Aha! We'll jump into that. Next part, too, where we all scream about freedom, and in this country, we even have a state whose motto is live free or die. Wow, we must take this stuff pretty seriously. Being free is one of the key appeals of the gospel, but that freedom does not give any believer a pass or even the right to operate in licentiousness. In truth, our newfound freedom enables us to choose to be slaves of the Lord. That is the freedom that we get to make, a choice to surrender. And finally, love, love, love. We even had a show called Love American Style. Why do we need a show that demonstrates the American way to love, to communicate that it is different than biblical love? We examine only four of these biblical definitions. If Americans love like this, then our witness for the Lord would be beyond powerful. Love is more to, love is more to honor Jesus than to read at a wedding ceremony, get it? Because everybody reads 1 Corinthians 13. Do we love it? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, wow, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, 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 we're asking you, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David at hemustincrease.org. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Does that help anybody if I say it softly like that? Do you think that does anything? Probably not, right? Okay. And then also, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really do a thing. It's just like 
just a different break in, in saying it. Uh, also, you can call us 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll talk to Captain Chris. When you talk to Captain Chris, that's like receiving an award for excellence. And then you will be... All right, now you might have a thought, an opinion, a comment, or a question. You might have something you just want to share. Maybe you've got a praise report. We love it. Maybe you've got a prayer request. We love that so that we can join together in our faith, believing, hoping, and trusting. So here's the bottom line. Reach out to us. Let us know. Let us know if we can help you, pray for you, bless you, love you, do what we can. You might be from a Baptist background. You might be from a Pentecostal background. You might be from a Church of Christ background. You might be from a non-denominational, an interdenominational, a you-don't-know-what-denominational background. I don't care. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you love him? King David said, I am a companion to all them that fear you. That's what we're doing. Encouraging one another, strengthening one another, and blessing one another as we see the day getting closer. And guess what? It's uh, getting closer. <laughs> Let me say that. All right, here we go. We're going to open up with a trivia question. This is a little easier, this one. I think most people will get this right away. Who said this? There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. So one thing about this book, every quote is King James. <laughs> it's like, Wow. Okay, and for people who love King James, it's fine. It's just it's like you know, hey, a little variety is nice. Uh, there cometh who said this? There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. If you think you know the answer, reach out to us uh, as soon as I tell you what the phone number is. Hey, it was a long night. Sweat, sweat, sweat. 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. You can also uh, text in 214-210-8483 as well as you send an email, David, at hemusincrease.org. Do you ever notice I have way too much fun on Tuesdays? I don't know what it is. Just something weird about Tuesdays. So that's, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Just Tuesdays? Yeah, it's just, yeah. No, I actually, like yesterday, I had a blast. Isn't that weird? You'll know when I don't have a blast. When I leave here and the show isn't as good as I thought it should be, I go home. I'm all like, I'm not frumpy, but I'm like, well, that could have been better. <laughs> I just know the Lord's up there going, oh, be quiet. You know? I feel that the Lord makes comments that people don't realize, but, you know, I could be wrong. What's that, Lord? Okay. Anyway, uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. It's David. Who am I talking to? Samson. Hey, Samson. How are you? Hey, good. Great. I'm glad to hear that. All right. I'm going to give you the chance to do this. You can even answer in the King James or not the King James because it doesn't make a difference. It has the same name either way. Uh, there cometh one mightier than I after me. The latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. Who said that? No. Yeah, that's the guy who started the first first Baptist church. <laughs> exactly! Exactly! <laughs> 
fair enough to say he started the very first Baptist church. Baptist church. <laughs> yes. John, John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Excellent job, my brother. Very, very good. Excellent work. How are you doing? How are your friends who are who are uh, in Ukraine? We've been praying for safety, and I just want to see how they were doing. The people that you know that are in the Ukraine area sharing the gospel. How are they doing? Well, I think they are very busy and going to some places to just ministering people, and uh, that's the assignment they they received from the Lord, and they are not backing down. Amen. I mean, just, yes. Amen. And some of their friends are even going to the war, war some area, and I've seen some picture of the the delivery van that they're taking some supplies to the believers, like a bullet holes and all those things. But God always protecting them. Yeah. So so that's the update. That's cool, though. That's a that's cool that the Lord's protecting them. That is fantastic. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, even Lord protected me this morning while I was coming to work. Like, a, there was some some kind of object was on the road, and the the a car next to my lane, like they were little ahead of me, and I think it's just stuck to their wheel and that has flung to my car. And thank God it didn't damage the car. However, there is a little scratch, but it's protected me. So I, I praise God for the protection. Amen. That's the Lord saving your life, brother. That is so important to understand that those little things, they could be so much more significant, but we praise the Lord for his protection in our life on all those things. Yes. Amen. Yeah, cool. Amen. Cool. I appreciate you sharing that. Well, thank you for praying for all of us. You are a rock star. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, maybe one of the yeah. old ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are you are a doctor rock star. You're not That's nice, you. I appreciate you're a doctor rock star. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. All right, love you, David. You too. God bless. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> the rock star, the, the one that's still putting their teeth in through the dentures. You know? <laughs> that's rock and roll. Anyway. <laughs> All right, let me do this teaching. We'll go a little long. Oh, it's okay. What are you, you going to do for the next hour? It doesn't matter. I'm just going to do a fill in between it anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, here's the question. How do you get that? Luke chapter 4, verse 5 through 8. And the devil took him up, referring to Jesus, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, see, I'm the guy that stops and looks at that and thinks, what do you mean in a moment of time? So in other words, there was some time element there where he takes Jesus to the top and just does this condensed time version, which I want to know how he was able to do. I mean, I think that's fascinating. It's like, what? Wait, wait. Somebody, somebody changed the clock? And the, this is Jesus and saying, so it's not like, you know, something was done and Jesus didn't know what was going on. I find stuff like that weird. I, I like that. So you just looking at that, I'll probably dig in that when I get home. Anyway, so in verse 6 it says, And he said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory. Now he's making reference to all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said to him, To you I will give all this authority and the glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Now, there's a group of pastors out there that say, Well, that, that wasn't true. And it's like, no, that was true. <laughs> he said it right to Jesus. And Jesus didn't go, uh-uh. You know, it's like, that's, that's true. That's obviously that's true. But the question is, how did it get delivered? 
cut at the authority and the glory of all the kingdoms, past, present, and future, since it's in a moment of time, how did that get delivered to Satan? And the answer is straightforward that you and I need to catch on to. It was all delivered to Satan by sin. And when we engage in sin, we deliver stuff to him, whether we think we do or not. When we engage in the activities of sin, we stamp Satan's face on it. And then Jesus had this unbelievable response. It was so theologically vast, it almost takes a detective to figure it out. He said, no. (laughs) That's what he said. Jesus goes, no. No. It's written, you'll worship the Lord your God, him only shall you serve. So, no. (laughs) That was his response. But how things get delivered or turned over, how nations get turned over to Satan is because of sin. How a Christian needs to respond is to go, nah. You think, well, what a wait a minute. No, no, that is exactly it. In fact, if Adam and Eve went, nah, this would be a completely different existence, and we wouldn't have this show. But believe me, I'd be more thankful to be in that other existence, right? The point is, when we sin, we give over authority and power in our lives in certain matters and in certain ways, and in things I don't even get. But the truth of the matter is, don't do that, and you don't have to do that, so let's not do that. How about that? All right. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable, But then, the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience. Only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? These are church signs. Some of these are okay, but some of these are funny. So, uh, and, And we let... Uh, terrific TB, the ultimate uh, decision maker. Here it is. There's uh, 10 signs. We'll do them real fast. The first one, free trip. This on a church. Free trip to heaven. Details inside. Okay. Not bad, right? Not bad. All right. Here's the next one. Try our Sundays. They're better than Baskin Robbins. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, This is funny because you got to hear it as I do it. Searching for a new look. Have your faith lifted here. Instead of facelifted. Come on. All right. Uh, as an ad for a church uh, with a picture of somebody holding two stone tablets where the Ten Commandments are, and it says, for fast, fast, fast relief, take two tablets. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, the restaurant next to the church put out a big sign that says, open Sundays. Uh, that's not a good one. Just skip that one altogether. Uh, having, okay. Having trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come on in and hear. <laughs> uh, come in and pray today. Beat the Christmas rush. 
Holy's <laughs> going Christmas. All right. Uh, this was on a sign in front of a church. Sign broken. Message inside this Sunday. <laughs> They're saying the sign broken. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, come work for the Lord. The work is hard. The hours are long, and the pay is low. But the retirement benefits are out of this world. Okay, not bad, not bad. And then, uh, finally, if you're headed in the wrong direction, God allows U-turns. <laughs> U-turns. Hey, 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 hey. Not bad, right? That's all right, right? It's pretty good. A little funnier than the clown ones. Yeah, <laughs> very funnier than clown ones. A little funnier than clown ones. I have to think that Try Our Sundays are better than Baskin Robbins. That's a good one. <laughs> That's what I like. Okay. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Before we do our next trivia question, I got a text from Aunt Deb, and I think this would be good for the the body too, but she has some some very close friends in her life group that have somebody closely associated with them that had somebody died uh, like last night in like some kind of accident. Some. And so I just want to pray comfort. It just seems like the right thing, and so if you can just join your faith with mine real quick, I'd appreciate it. Father, we come before you right now, and of course, we praise you and thank you for everything, but there are times, Lord, where things are really hard for certain people. They're just right at the wire, and not only is their faith tested, but their courage is tested, and this is where we call upon you as the God of comfort, and we ask you to comfort these people who are in such such distress. And there's some of us in our audience, they're in emotional distress, they're in physical distress, and it's hard, and it's hard when people are hurting. And we just, we wish that sin had never entered the world, but it did, and so now we're asking for your grace and your mercy to cover and to be the God of comfort and to touch these people's hearts. And not just the people that know Aunt Deb, but for all of our audience, that they can have that sense of comfort from the God of comfort and that you would bless them by being close to them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so uh, let's get ready to roll into the next trivia question. It's always sad when that happens, and people are like, well, you should say this, or you should say this. You know what you do? You just be there. That's like the best thing you could ever do. I've been to multiple funerals. I've had multiple situations. The best thing you can do is be there. If somebody wants to talk to you about it, then let them talk. And let them talk first. Don't answer first. Okay. That's, I had to learn that the hard way. Anyway. All right. Which fantastic person in the New Testament who always gets a bad rap in the, uh, in the uh, evangelical church <laughs> said, My soul does magnify the Lord. Which person said that? My soul does magnify the Lord. It's going to be in the Gospels very early in. So uh, Joy Ann and Cordelia striking right away. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, if you think you uh, know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. I do feel obligated to give you a little bit better of a hint on that, uh, and that would be this was a young woman. Okay, there you go. My soul doth magnify the Lord. Okay, who said that? 
All right, while you guys are figuring that out, I have two jokes, and they are excellent. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, these are good jokes, okay? I don't tell you. Do I tell you that often, right? I don't call them. Nah. Okay, so maybe I did. Who asked you? <laughs> oh, wait, I did. All right, ready? All right, here you go. Two jokes. Get yourselves ready, okay? Get yourselves prepared. First one. Ending his sermon, a preacher announced that he would preach on Noah and the ark on the following Sunday. And this gave and he gave a scriptural reference to the congregation to read ahead of time. A couple of boys noticed something interesting about the placement of the story in the Bible. They slipped into church and glued two pages of the pulpit Bible together. The next Sunday, the preacher got up to read his text. Noah took unto himself a wife, he began. And she was, and the preacher turned the page and continued, 300 cubits long, 50 wide, and 30 high. (laughs) That's pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good. Come on. All right. Here's the next one. (laughs) This is a good one, too. This is like two in a row. This happens very rarely. A new priest is nervous about hearing confessions, and so he asked an older priest to sit in on his sessions. The new priest hears a couple of confessions. Then the old priest asks him to step out of the confessional for a few ideas he could share with him. The old priest suggests, cross your arms over your chest, rub your chin with one hand. The new priest tries this. The old priest says, try saying things like this. I see. Yes. Go on. I understand. And how did you feel about that? The new priest said those things. The old priest said, now, don't you think that's a little bit better than slapping your knee and saying, no kidding, what happened next? (laughs) Oh, those are just good. (laughs) That's funny. No kidding. What happened next? Okay. Who said, my soul doth magnify the Lord? I should know that one, actually. Very early in the Gospels. Uh, if you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email. David at he must org. See if there's anything else I was supposed to tell you because I want to make sure. So I shared with you about Jack, Jack Livingston. So that's if you're in Rockwall and you need a, you know, a guy, that's great. Uh, number two, I'll tell you down the road. So, new business my son is uh, preparing, kind of an interesting business. He's asked me for a little bit of oversight, which is always dangerous. Whenever you bring family into business, it's it's dangerous. Uh, let's see. If you want brochures, don't forget to ask. Don't forget about giving. We'll do that later. Blah 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 blah. Okay, got it. All right, let's get into the text. Here we go. Uh, this is the very next portion. Actually, it's the kind of the same portion, but I'm just going to pull out a different element of it. So, uh, here it is. Uh, remember when? We just talked about how Satan was able to seize the authority, which was by sin, and then Jesus said, hey, just say no, just say no. Here's something else I want you to catch. In the, in the state of New Hampshire, their official motto is uh, live free or die. Okay? So that's their official motto. Now, right back at that same text, watch this. This is what Satan says to Jesus. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, it is written, you will worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. So now this is really an interesting aspect or an interesting angle on this. 
Satan is simply saying, if you worship me, I will give you all this stuff. You'll have what, you know, all this stuff that you want. But when you worship the Lord, you are free from sin, you are free from Satan, and you are free from human tyranny. You are free from the system of the world. You find a freedom in the Lord that enables you to separate or pull back from the the, the clutches and the lies and the deceptions that come from the world. But being free does not free us from our responsibility to God. And that's where some Christians do make a mistake. They think, well, I'm not uh, bound by Satan, by the world. I'm not bound by my flesh. I can overcome it all. Therefore, I can do whatever I want and just come before the Lord and say, wash me clean. I did wrong. Ha, 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 ha. That's called licentiousness. That means that you, that's greasy grace. That's taking grace and abusing it, okay? You and I are free in God, but we are not free apart from God. And so what people do is they think, well, I can send my brains out. It won't matter. Yes, it will. Which is why James says that we need to pray for one another for healing for one another after we confess our sins. Because sin corrupts. And I want to make sure without being a, you know— I don't want to be you know, fire and brimstone. I'm not trying to fire and brimstone. I'm just telling you, it'll just mess you up. God didn't create the laws so he can be a fuddy-duddy. He created these laws so that we would stop destroying ourselves. That's completely different. And then the way the world tries to say, well, those laws are just there just so you won't have fun. Oh, It's like, no, those laws are there so you don't self-destruct. Because somebody cares, even if we're not caring. So in our freedom, we're free from sin, we're free from Satan, we're free from our flesh, we're free from human tyranny, but we're not free from our commitment to the Lord, and we're not in that freedom when we're apart from the Lord. So careful, okay? Just be careful. All right, the trivia question. I'm on it today, huh? I'm on it. Uh, who said, my soul doth magnify the Lord? And the answer is Mary, who said that in Luke chapter 1, verse 46, which is why I said that the evangelical church gives her kind of a bad rap. It's really not her fault that people tried to deify her. I'm just saying. Okay. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame It may be false, but it feels the same So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul Job, I want to read Job 325. I don't want anybody, look, at. I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Baptist Somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's, who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just, when you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on, oh, it's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. 
I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers, good believers, great believers, fantastic believers, lousy believers, believers, and everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't. First of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, eh, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him. And Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case. Hello, Kevin Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, though you may appeal to a higher power. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do our next trivia question. Which terrible wife uh -oh, tried to seduce a really nice guy who had been sold into slavery by his family. Which woman tried to seduce that really nice guy? Who was that? Who tried to do that? And said, lie with me. I don't know if that's really how it's said. Lie with me. I don't know. Just seems kind of a weird thing to say. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. And here we send you to the website. And we do that on purpose because that's the place to give. And we do that on purpose because that's the place to give. And we do that on purpose because that's the place to give. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org <laughs> I, just, I just feel like every time I hear a sound now, I want more. 
I want more. It's bad. That's bad. That's like, you know, you know, it's like the colonel's chicken. And the sneaky degree, sneaky ingredients they put in thing where you always want more of the colonel's chicken. Okay, anyway. That's from a movie, people. Come on. All right. Uh, somebody ready to answer their trivia question? All right. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, this is Annika. How Hi, are you Annika? doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. Awesome. I'm glad. How's the spring cleaning coming? It's still going on and on, but it, stuff's coming out, and <laughs> it's, it's a really liberating thing. I am so glad to hear that. You know, the one thing I was going to remind you of was the Acts 319. There's an Acts 319 passage that might be a blessing for you to read. So just kind of Oh, really? Wanna, yeah. Okay, I'll have to write that down right now. Yeah. Just, Acts just check, 319. Yeah, 319. Check that out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. Which really not nice wife— tried to really put into a bad position one really nice guy who was sold by his brothers, and she said to him, lie with me. Who was that? That was Potiphar's wife. That is correct! You are right! <laughs> and then right you after... You always crack me up when you do that. <laughs> well, at least I'm not telling you the joke about the bus, because... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't. <laughs> oh, man, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's this guy. I mean, could you just have anything? I mean, could much more go wrong for him the way things were going? Even though it was all set up by the Lord, could you, at some point, could you think, is he going, oh, are you serious? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just talking last night. Our favorite joke that you did, and you don't repeat it often, was about the circus family. That was the one where Neil just started laughing so hard he spilled his salad in his lap. You know which one I'm talking yep, about. I do. Away the, I'll, I'll, the... I'll bring it back. <laughs> I'm going to bring okay. it back just for the All fun right. of it. Yeah, I didn't want to give away the punchline in case somebody hadn't heard it. Awesome. That's great. I mean, so many people, well, I like the teaching, but the joke is really. <laughs> <laughs> great the job. The teaching's been good, too. Yeah. We've been really enjoying the teaching, so. Awesome. And you just had your, didn't your half birthday just pass a yes, few days ago? Yes, on the 3rd. So what was funny about that on June 3rd, so that was my half birthday, that's why I marathoned in school to get as many things done as I could so that I could, <laughs> I think this is crazy, so that I could turn to my wife and say, I've basically got myself a B no matter what happens because all the stuff I did in my last class just by marathoning that day I wanted to do it at my at my 60th year and six month anniversary that's, that's exactly <laughs> that's I, great yeah it's weird but it motivated me <laughs> so I'll yeah, use there it there you go it gave you a, a due date yeah exactly so and so for me this next week's kind of a I'll be coasting a little bit and then I have eight weeks of defense of which I was telling Captain Chris, three, not too bad. Five, uh, I mean, I'm going to get through it, but uh, <laughs> I might be grumpy one show or two, so people should not oh. be that surprised, okay? <laughs> oh, eight weeks. I just know there's a clock counting it down oh. second by second. Yeah, no, I just, oh. I, it's that light at the end of the tunnel, and I just know it's not an oncoming train, I hope. <laughs> 
Anyway. <laughs> Very good. All well, right. we're all rooting for you. So thanks so much for your lessons and um, for the show. And we'll keep listening. Okay. God bless. Appreciate it. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. We have a lot of fun, don't we? It's a lot of fun. Okay. And I can't decide. You know, the, the reason that I'm going to do the history now is not because of anything other than it's just it's okay. It's like, you know, when the history is really good, you can get something out of it. There's one, two things that are good. Right, play the history. Let's go. All right, now what I will say is there's no there's nobody in this studio set that will disagree that when I say it's National Chocolate Ice Cream Day, it's like that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's just okay. Extra time on the thing. Fine. <laughs> it's chocolate ice cream, right? If I have to, I guess I'll eat some chocolate ice cream. I know. You're forced to. It's a requirement. The other thing that I thought was hilarious, because if you think of it right now, it's VCR day. It's like, what is this, 30 years old? <laughs> what is 30? VCR day. I think I have a VCR that's holding open a door somewhere. Anyway, uh, and then uh, it's Daniel Boone day. So on this day, uh, 1769 frontier hero Daniel Boone supposedly set his sights on the land that would eventually uh, become Kentucky. I did, you know, I didn't know it was Kentucky. I mean, I knew that it was. And then let's see. In 1967, on this day, the Six Day War. The Six Day War began when Israeli jets attacked and destroyed most of Egypt and Jordan and Syrian's air forces. I think if you win a war in six days, you win. <laughs> winner, winner. And then uh, I still find this to be amazing. Youngest college graduate, 10-year-old Michael Kearney, received his bachelor's degree in anthropology from the University of South Alabama at 10. I thought Doogie Howser was the youngest yeah, graduate. Yeah, no. And you know what's worse about this is I'm thinking, I'm watching Adam 12, and they're talking about this guy getting a B.A. You've got to be kidding me, right? I mean, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to move on there. All right, here you go. Here's the... I got it done. Right. There's nothing wrong with that history. It was good. All right. First Corinthians thirteen seven. Everybody reads First Corinthians thirteen at uh, wedding. We've talked about it numerous times. In fact, my brother actually wrote a song, you know, specifically about this. I'm just picking up one verse. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Okay. It's just such a. <laughs> it's such a challenge. And it's our call. It's our requirement. Here's what it says. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Okay. So a lot of people have that on their a little plaque in their house. Bears all things, not Chicago. Okay. It's not talking about the Chicago Bears, not the 84 Bears with William Perry. Okay. All right. What that means is when it bears all things, it, it bears under the weight it never stops. It never gives up. It endures the weight of it all. Right there, I'm guilty. <laughs> it's like, wow. Well, I got through the first letter. <laughs> That's about all. Because love bears all things. And I, I do use this, and I do say this, and I still think it's true that I also think bears all things is put ups with all things because there's like a, I'm bearing with it. You know, like you just put up with it. Right. But it really means in its essence to not give way under pressure. 
just to never stop you know, holding in that position. And that's what love is supposed to be like. And that's what, how the Lord loves us. He doesn't give up on us. He doesn't, nothing caves, nothing changes. And actually, that word also has a protection element in it. And it's like, yeah, I definitely need to do that better. So, that is, so it bears all things, believes all things. And believes is to trust. It doesn't lose faith. Believing is never losing the faith. It also does this, which I hardly ever do. Certainly this is a sin of mine. But it, when it says believe, bears all things, believes all things, believes all things is believes the best in all things. Okay? Many of us engage with God, and we love the Lord. We believe he will get us through it, but barely. It's like, no. We're supposed to believe the best. Not the barely, but you see what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm way behind that. <laughs> I need help there. And then it says this, hopes all things, no limit to hoping. Never stop hoping. Never. So, I mean, the King James hopeth is probably a great line. It's the continual action of hoping. And I love the idea that hoping is a better tomorrow. I love it. I just think it's great because whatever today is and you got to deal with today and sufficient today is the evil thereof, tomorrow will be better. It's like that's just cool. That just kind of gives you a, a vitality of life. And then endures all things. So it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And that's perseveres in all. Never falls. Perseveres with no limit. Doesn't say, here's my limit. And that's not what that means. But Dave, this person's really obnoxious. I know. And can you imagine? Because I'm sure when the angels are standing around by God, they're probably going, gosh, that guy's obnoxious. <laughs> But the Lord just stays with us, right? He protects us. He never gives up on, on us. He bears with us. He never stops standing by us. He trusts us. You think, well, God doesn't trust you. He gave you the commission of the gospel, the greatest single message ever for mankind, and entrusted you with the ministry of reconciliation. He doesn't trust you? Have you lost your mind? And then hopes all things. Now, God's it's a little different from the hoping aspect because he's God, so he's not hopeful. He knows. But we're supposed to have that hope. And then endures all things, which I think that's the big star for right there. Just puts up with it, perseveres, never quits on us, doesn't give up, loves us continually. These are all things of love that he does for us and that we should be doing for others. Not just a passage in a marriage ceremony, huh? All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Test. We're going to take a short break and come back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running, running and running and running. What is the David Spoon Experience? And God's just like, there's no room there. It's like, well, no, no, no. I, I can, I can, you know, not vote for either kingdom. Well, let me get this straight. You're not voting for the kingdom of God. Therefore, you're also trying to be a supporter of the kingdom of darkness. How's that work? That doesn't work. And in, in lieu of that, you know, I was, uh, had a discussion with my son. We were talking about preparation and being ready because you never know when the Lord, you don't know when that trumpet's going to blow for you. You don't know at that moment where God's going to go, ding dong, time's up. 
And I say, I said, you always got to be ready. He said, well, you can't always be ready. It's like, no, you always got to be ready. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42, be ready. Always be ready for you do not know the day that the Lord will come. And that's not just from an eschatological point of view for life. That's for you individually. You got to be ready and watchful and aware because this is kingdom stuff. And there's a kingdom being built to glorify God, and there's all the opposing kingdoms. And it's a pretty straightforward question. Which kingdom are you trying to support? That's the question. And if you say, well, I'm not supporting any kingdom, then you are opposed to the kingdom of God. Because you're either helping advance his kingdom or you're in opposition. And that's where Jesus split the line. And you think, well, that that doesn't seem fair. We have a great word around this show that we like to use every once in a while, but with tons of love. Tough. It's like, it's it's not whether you think it's fair or not. You know, well, I don't think God, a God of love would do it this way or this way. Too bad what you think. You're not God. That's not up to you. Well... That's just what the Bible says. Let me get this straight. So you believe that God can create the universe, but he can't write a book? Boy, that argument's going to get lost every single time. So my whole point in bringing this up is there's, it's not a contradiction at all. You're either, for, you're either for, in Luke 9, 49 and 50, you're either for the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, trying to make declaration for the truth of God, or you're against the kingdom, whether you are verbally, physically against it, or whether you are verbally and physically doing nothing. There is... No neutral. You're either a kingdom advancer or you're against the kingdom. And what's really hard, are you ready for your noodle to get baked here, is the decisions that we make advance kingdoms. Do we consider our decisions before we make these decisions? Do we consider what kingdom we're impacting? Wow. Isn't that tough? The David Spoon Experience. If Jesus. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Can't believe how fast this show went. This was a fast show. I mean, this was a ding, 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 dun, dun, dun. All right. Last trivia question. All right. Thinking Old Testament thinking the person, when he said this, did not realize that this was self-indictment. Who said, the Lord, uh, the, as the Lord liveth, the man that has done this thing shall surely die. Okay. And Al has struck it first before I even finished it. Wow. Kapow. Kapow. Good job, Al. Who said that? Self-indicting. Didn't even realize it. As the Lord liveth, the man who hath done this thing shall surely die. Don't try and drop a surely line in there, okay? All right. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 would be the number to call, as somebody is calling. 214-210-8483 would be the number to text in. And then David at he must increase. Dot org 
would be, in fact, the email. That was a good line that surely led. <laughs> so anyway, so just, uh, you, it's Tuesday afternoon. You're in, you're in Texas, and you're listening to live Christian radio. How crazy are you? Um, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? All right, send them on through. Ding dong, it's David. Who am I talking to? Hello, my brother David. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for your prayers. Appreciate it. Oh, you got it. On a consistent basis, we will not stop praying for you. The Lord rebuke Um, me if I stop praying for you. Never happened. I need it, so (laughs) appreciate it. All right. Now, I I got this sense you're going to catch up on this, so we're going to walk it through. In a self-indicting statement, who said, Well, as the Lord liveth, the man who has done this thing shall surely die. Uh, if my memory's right, Nathan told him that, and he said, it's me, King David. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> and see, that tells you, there's a couple things that tells you. First of all, the self-indictment part. Second, he ought to be careful with how he's, even as the king, even though he's David, even though he's after the, the Lord's heart, it's like, well, whoever did this should die. It's like, dude... You're talking about yourself, so yeah. so, so so slow yeah, down. The king's word is a king's word. I mean, they don't usually turn back on that. It's like Daniel. Yep, yep. There, yeah. That that's exactly right. He could have self-indicted him. He could have been a self-indictment from his own word that could not be turned away. But what he did that 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 Saul did not do. What David did is, as soon as Nathan dropped that bomb, I dropped the mic on him. He confessed and said, "You know what? Yeah. I did it. I was wrong." And that's yeah, what, was, that's the difference. Right. Exactly. He was right to be wrong, yeah. Exactly. Excellent job, my brother. Excellent as usual. I put your name out on my uh, my radio program on Sunday mornings over in uh, Waxahachie. Okay, um, you got yeah, it. I put your name out there this morning. So, I, I mean, when I did my uh, program a while ago. Do that. So, yeah, I'll put a link up on the site for you as well so that you can, if you need people to come go check it out and just to kind of, you know, be praying for you and be propping for you. Well, I appreciate that. You got yeah, it. It's, it's just the church at Texas. Got it. Gotcha. So we bring that up and then we'll lay it out because most people are like going to go, what is okay. that? What is okay. that? You know, there. <laughs> Oh, no problem. I just want to let you know we're trying to help you a little bit. I appreciate it. You know how much I appreciate it. You know how much I appreciate you, brother. You're a great brother in the Lord. Well, we we we, um, we thank you for being different and yet uh, spontaneous and yet uh, fruitful in the kingdom. Right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. All right. Hey, so we're going to put up, uh, when Ace sends me that stuff, we'll put up the link on our site so you can kind of check out what he's doing. I've, I've seen so He's great. He's a great guy. You just don't. Quality people. Just like so hard. Isn't it, it's hard to find, you know, people that just like care about other people, have a right spirit, so on and so forth. All right. Uh, so we did that. We did that. We cover everything. Everything under the sun. <laughs> well, not everything under the sun. But Okay. Psalm 86, verse 5. Uh, just, I don't know why, uh, this one came up, but it did. So we'll go with it for you, Lord are kind and ready to forgive abundant in faithful love to all who call upon you. Okay. A lot of people are thinking, Ooh, that sounds cheesy. Okay. Stop. Here's the thing that most Christians struggle with, though. They don't, uh, say it out loud. God is kind. 
So in many Christians' minds, God is uh, more of a taskmaster or a mad scientist who's playing with our lives. So they think, well, you know, it's like, you know, God's up there going, <laughs> let's add this in there. <laughs> now let's see what happens here. Okay, we are not a chemistry set, and God is not a taskmaster, and he is not a mad scientist playing with your life. God is kind, and without his kindness— I, I strongly do believe the earth would have <laughs> exploded, imploded, whatever, however, I mean, slice it and dice it. Any way you want to think of it, I think the earth would have been gone, long gone a long time ago. God, I think, in his kindness has allowed us to sustain, and it's his kindness that allows us to approach him in, in, uh, in not just forgiveness and in redemption, but in the opportunity even of repentance. God gives us that kindness not because we are deserving of it, because we could never deserve the level of kindness that God has poured upon our lives. You will never earn it. God gives it because it's who he is. So the first thing said in the psalm is, for Lord, you are kind and ready to forgive. So we just talked about 1 Corinthians, uh, I think it was 7 that we were covering, or 4, one of the, I think it's 4. But it, it, another definition on love is, it was 4, love keeps no record of wrong. And so God is ready to forgive. He's ready to operate with us in that principle. He's ready to do that. He wants to do that. What he doesn't have from us is enough of a, just what we were talking about with Ace, the ability to go, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I did that wrong. In fact, if you look at our leaders today, and I mean all of them, there are very few leaders, all of them, who will just say, gosh, I did that completely wrong. I don't think I've ever heard a politician say, man, I completely blew that. Oh, I don't know what I was thinking. It's just like, who's ever said that? <laughs> Whoever that is, vote for that person. Because it's like, that never happens. Right? That's how we should all be. And the love's not going to keep a record of wrongs. God's ready to forgive. It's the bigger question is, are we ready to receive it? That God is ready and, and not just able, but willing and desirous to give. He's ready to forgive you. Bring it before him. Lay it out before him. He's not. He knows what's going on. He's not unaware. And then it says he's abund, abundant in faithful love to all who call upon you. Abundant in faithful love means two really interesting things. It means the quality of God's love towards us is reliable. And then the quality of God's love towards us is endless. There's two principles there when it talks about uh, abundant, faithful love. It's the reliability of God's love, and it's the endlessness of God's love. Well, how long does that love go on? It never stops. That's why it's eternity. And it's reliable. So, in my Christian journey, and I'm sure in many of you, now look, I'm either your brother, your big brother, or your younger brother. So one of those three capacities in some, in some way. I've come at many times before the Lord and not given him the reliability approach. But I should be because he is completely reliable Unlike myself, who's completely like uh, up into like a yo-yo, and so 
the Lord's love for you is, has got 100% reliability. When you come and you pray and you talk to the Lord, you don't have to sit there and wonder if he's engaging and embracing with you. He loves you. You can count on the love that God has for you. We heard it when we first got saved. We all just so embraced it. We put our arms around it. Oh, so good. God loves us. Then we all got a little older, and we were like, hey, what happened? <laughs> right? Our stupid sinfulness happened. Us happened. God didn't change his level of love. He actually doesn't love us more. He loves us the same, which is really kind of a wonderful theological thought. And it's completely reliable, and it will never end. That's what it means when it says, For you, Lord, are kind and ready to forgive, abundant and faithful love to all who call upon you. How cool is that? I say yes! All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.